Hi, Mosaic. As we continue to walk through this season, uh, we're taking a walk through the letter to the Romans backwards. Uh, We're discovering a rich and a beautiful theology that's meant to be lived. Uh, Lived as a way of cultivating peace wherever the principalities of power and privilege are at work. God of all humanity extends us peace. He extends this to all of humanity. We receive this peace. We extend it to one another. And then we also to extend it to the world around us. Mosaic, last week we acknowledged that in America, it's very easy to get busy doing all kinds of Christian things without having Christ be formed in us. And so we're learning to to embrace the practice of slowing down, pausing, and asking what pieces of our lives still yet need to be offered as a living sacrifice, just as Christ offered his life as a living sacrifice. And this is what we call Christoformity, our lives being formed and fashioned to the life death, and resurrection of Jesus. Christoformity has a way of of awakening our imaginations, perceiving a reality that once couldn't be perceived. And this season offers us that opportunity. This work of Christoformity, it, it starts in each of us individually that we wouldn't be conformed to the patterns of this world anymore, that we wouldn't be conformed to the patterns of power and privilege that are so often at work in the empires all around us. This work starts in us individually, but today we travel further as we continue to travel through this letter to the Romans. Christoformity awakens our imagination toward living a life of others, orientation, being oriented towards others, being oriented towards the status of others rather than the status of ourselves. Certainly it's true that in in America, it's it's very easy uh, for Jesus to become a a tool in our belt, a tool for self-gain, for self-improvement. Jesus can help me live my best life now, we might hear. But Romans shows us Jesus longs to to have us turn our lives, not toward ourselves, but ultimately, maybe we start looking at ourselves and saying, what needs to be transformed to uh, surrender to the pattern of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus? But then how does my life need to turn towards others? In Mosaic, the reality is is this often won't feel like living your best life now. When you commit to turn your life towards others, it won't feel like living your best life now. But the truth is this, it helps us as a new human family being formed in and through Jesus to live the best life that he's called us to. The good news of Jesus is that Jesus is king. And this king has extended peace and forgiveness to 
all of humanity. And this offer is open to all of us to step into this new reality. Sin and death and evil are conquered, yes, conquered for you, but also conquered for everyone. And together we now can walk forward in pursuing peace and justice, friendship and renewal in our shared humanity together. We become other-oriented. The Apostle Paul, in writing this letter to the Romans, he writes these words in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has designed. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members of one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. So Paul instructs these five small house churches who are being formed as this new human family under this King Jesus in the midst of this vast empire. They're going to be the ones who ultimately they change the world. The peace that they inhabit will be the very peace that begins to slowly dismantle the principalities of power and privilege. Paul says to these house churches, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. We are members of one another. We each have gifts to offer one another. Now, Mosaic, we have to remember that Paul is writing this to people who were despising and judging one another. We talked about this a few weeks ago. These people in this new human family, there was, there was despising going on, some despising others, and then the others were judging those who were despising. And so Paul's writing this to these people saying, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. We're members of one another. Those of you who are despising and judging one another, you are members of one another. We talked about the strong because Paul uses this terminology in his letter and, and this terminology is going to continue to flow as we walk backwards through the letter. And we have to understand that when Paul references the strong in this letter, he's talking about, in a sense, the powerful, those who have the, whole, the home field advantage. And the strong, in a sense, are, are the Gentiles living in Rome on their home turf, eating and drinking whatever they'd like because they've been welcomed into this new human family by King Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection. And they've never had these kosher food laws from the Torah that they've had to follow. But we also have a, a Jewish coalition of believers who are present here. And so for all practical purposes, they're known as the weak. They're, they're on the, not on their home turf, but they're, uh, they're the guests, you know, playing away. These Jews were God's covenant people who were given the Torah. They were given all of these, 
dietary kosher food laws. And so they're working this out. Well, what does this mean for us as God's original covenant people if now um, this doesn't really matter anymore? And so the strong were, were despising the weak and the weak were judging the strong. And Paul says, be a family to one another. Lean in. Don't pursue your individual interests. Don't be so super-minded in your own thinking that you believe you hold the lock on the truth. Instead, pursue one another. Mosaic, I believe that this is a beautiful movement in this season of the empire all around us. What does it mean for us as a church, as a family under King Jesus to pursue one another, to listen, to learn from one another, to discover what's there in our stories, to invite the other into our life. But we practice that with each other, but then we go out into the world and we practice that with everyone around the world. To be other-centered moves us into participating with God in the renewal of all things. And you can't participate with God in the renewal of all things unless you move to being other-centered, that aspect of Christoformity. In the Roman Empire, there were some very strong needs that were present. In this new human family, under King Jesus, being other-centered had an opportunity before them to meet these needs. And I believe that these needs are very present in the midst of the empire at work all around us. And there is a tremendous opportunity for us a family under King Jesus to lean in and enter into movement that helps meet these needs, to participate in the renewal of all things. The first need is this. There was a tremendous need for generosity. In the Roman Empire, those with privilege and power took care of one another. I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And Paul invites this new human family in Christ out of this way of power and privilege. In Romans chapter 15, after Paul invites them to be other-centered, in verses 25 through 27, Paul says this, At present, however, Paul says, I am going to Jerusalem in a ministry to the saints. So there's members of this new human family in Jesus in Jerusalem, saints there. And Paul says, I'm going to Jerusalem. For Macedonia and Achaia, other regions outside of Jerusalem, have been pleased to share their resources with the poor among the saints at Jerusalem. They were pleased to do this, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have come to share in their spiritual blessings, they ought also to be of service to them in material things." So in a sense, what Paul is letting these, especially the strong, those on their home turf in Rome, the Gentiles, the non-Jews who have been welcomed into this new thing that God is doing in and through King Jesus, God is inviting them to understand that God's gift to them moves them ultimately to giving to others, moves them into generosity. 
And Mosaic, this is one of the things that I love about our heartbeat as a community here, because I know that so many of us, we see that need, the need for generosity all around us. And we're saying, how do we continue to step into that? Mosaic, I want to share with you a brief story. So one of our very own uh, is friends with someone here in Lincoln. And a friend of hers is a single mom with three kids. And just last week, she heard from this uh, single mom that um, she was really having a hard time just meeting her rent this month due to everything that's going on. And uh, so many of you know about our neighborhood fund here. And and so a lot of you give to our neighborhood fund on top of your regular giving. And our neighborhood fund is here to help with just movement into generosity. And so this single mom, um, we were able to bless her to help her cover her rent this month. And so one of our very own, one of our family members here of Mosaic was able to go sit with this mom this week and say, hey, my church family loves you. And we're here to encourage you. And here, we want to help you get through this month. This is, this is the beauty of being a part of a new human family. This expression, even right here in Mosaic, where we can step into being other-centered, moving into generosity together. The second need in the Roman Empire, and I believe that's a need here in our empire today, is peace and unity. Paul moves this new human family living under King Jesus into a rhythm of welcoming the other rather than despising and judging. Romans chapter 15, verse 7, Paul says, Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you. And then a few verses later in Romans 16, verses 17 through 20, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to keep an eye on those who cause dissensions and offenses in opposition to the teaching that you have learned. Avoid them. For such people do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the simple-minded. For while your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you, I want you to be wise in what is good and guileless in what is evil. The God of peace will shortly crush Satan under your feet. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. I wonder, Mosaic, and I wonder even as I look at my own life, Is there an appetite at work in you? Is there an appetite at work in me that needs others to be proven wrong so that my ego can know that it's been proven right? And this appetite is so strong in all of us. And Paul is is letting these people know that this isn't what it means to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what it means to serve your own appetites if you're going to go in that direction. Will you surrender that appetite? Will I surrender that appetite? Will we learn to to open ourselves to take instead an appetite of welcome? That we would learn to welcome the other and say, I want to lean into your life. I want to understand. 
I want to discover. I want to hear. I want to, I want to know the things that you're dealing with. I want to know the things that you're holding, the things that you're wrestling with. This is where peace and unity begins. The third need that was present in the Roman Empire was a need for tolerance. Now, in the church caught in culture wars, tolerance is kind of a a dirty word. I've often heard that tolerance or a message of tolerance is the slippery slope to moral relativism. And so you have to fight for truth, not tolerance. And of course, we all have the perfect take on what truth is, right? But the reality is there's a culture war that's going on in the midst of this letter that Paul's writing to the Romans. This culture war is about food and drink and what's appropriate and what's not and what you should eat and drink and what you shouldn't eat and drink. And some despising for what some have decided and others judging others for what they've decided. And there are culture wars at work certainly all around us today in the midst of the empire. Take a stance, choose a side. It's got to be either this or this. The Apostle Paul is saying, whoa, time out. Romans chapter 14, verses 17 through 19. Paul says, for the kingdom of God, it's, it's not about the culture war of food and drink. That's happening all around you. For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The one who thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and has human approval. Let us then pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Let us then pursue what makes for peace. There's no way around it. Tolerance is present here. Paul is saying, learn how to tolerate one another. Pursue peace. Make room for peace and mutual upbuilding. The fourth and final need is a need for welcoming. I briefly made mention of this earlier, Romans 15, verse 7. Paul says, welcome one another, therefore, as Christ has welcomed you. Now, the Roman Empire welcomed the outsider into the empire if the outsider surrendered to Rome's authority. You see, the empire doesn't know or understand mutual submission. The empire will never understand, I submit to you, you submit to me, And together, we submit to King Jesus. Now, what this doesn't mean is, is, hey, welcome the other, the one who's different from you. Go ahead and welcome them to your church uh, so the other person can, can hear the interpretation of the truth that you'd like them to hear, and hopefully they'll respond. (laughs) That's not mutually submitting to one another. That's called playing the games of empire. 
What this does mean is learn to welcome one another into your lives. The one who is unlike you, the one who doesn't necessarily think like you, the one whose story, yes, has some similarities to yours, but also is probably very different than your own. Learn to welcome one another. Welcome each other into your lives, into your homes, around tables where you can listen, where you can learn, where you can encourage, where you can love one another into Christoformity. The fact of the matter is we're all missing the mark of the life of Jesus being fully formed in us. And Paul is saying, learn how to welcome one another because you need one another. Don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought. You need one another in order to truly enter into a full exploration of Christoformity. This is what it means to lean into one another's lives, to receive and extend the grace of God. Mosaic, if we were gathering in the way that we're familiar with, where we were all together in the room right now, we together right now would acknowledge that Jesus has set a table for us and he welcomes all of us to that table. And I want you to hear that this morning. I want you to hear that wherever you are, Jesus desires your company. Jesus desires your company, but he also desires the company of everyone around you, right where they are. And together he's saying, come, learn from one another, but ultimately as you submit your lives to one another, then together submit your lives to me, to King Jesus, to what he has to teach us to what he desires to do in and through us. Mosaic, may Christoformity continue to fill your life and imagination this week as you seek to welcome one another, including those who are the other from you. As you lean into each other's stories and lean into each other's lives, as you Invite someone around your table, your patio, your porch. This is a beautiful movement for us right now. Rather than rushing back to just get back to church, that we would continue to slow down and engage in Christoformity by getting small and leaning into each other's lives, leaning into each other's stories. Practice listening to the other. And Mosaic... May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.